Everyone's got opinions when it comes to leadership, and let's be honest, how many experts do we all know? But where can we find real leadership advice that's not BS? Well, look no further. Welcome to No BS Leadership, where on each episode, we attempt to expose the gap between what leaders think they should be doing and what actually works without the BS. Join Myra, Jeff with a G, Dr. Sam, Jeffrey, and me, Jeff with a J, as we work to debunk those leadership myths. Listen in as we irritate some, inform others, and challenge all leaders to discover a better path to the leadership excellence we all want. We're back, friends. We have our almost a full house. Three Jeffs, a Sam, and a Myra. Almost a full house. We're getting close every time with no more leadership BS. And we want to visit with you about various things. Like I said, our three Jeffs, Jeff McLaughlin, Jeff Geyer, and Jeff Conroy. And of course, Myra Hall will be uh, leading us through our conversation today. And I'm Sam. And Jeff jumped in with a, with a what's up. What's up? How's everybody doing? <laughs> 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 you just can't be quiet, can you? <laughs> yeah. uh, we don't want quiet. We want some chiming in. So what we're going to do today is talk about, of course, leadership. But when somebody has greatness thrust upon them, what happens then? Sometimes folks find themselves being a leader and they didn't really ask for it. It just happened. But I'm not going to take the, uh, the thunder here. So Myra, would you please kick us off with this awesome conversation? Thank you so much, Dr. Sam. I have a special day today. Today is the 47th anniversary of the day that I became a mother. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. It is his 47th birthday. Happy birthday. Wow. Anniversary of a baby. Oh, it's his birthday. Cool. Yeah, great. <laughs> There's a conversion flow chart, Jeff, if you need that. Dang. Show me the details. <laughs> no, don't show me the details. When I was getting ready for this episode, it, it hit me how, how a, a parent, especially a mother, but obviously the father as well, is thrown into a, a, a leadership position. And they are never ready for it. They're never ready for it. And the ones that succeed are the ones that realize that they've been put in a leadership position. They're leading. They've got somebody that depends on them that is their responsibility. And it's so much like I was at that time. I, I was an accidental leader, although I was a parent on purpose. Um, we love you, Myra. <laughs> you and Tony, if you're listening, news for you. <laughs> <laughs> say that one again so everybody gets it. <laughs> there, there's certain dreams about being a mother and all that goes with it that it is, it, it, it's a wonderful thing until you have it. And you think, oh, my goodness, what did I do? I went through every stage. I went through, I can't do this. I need some sleep. I, how did I ever think I was going to be good at this? All of the feels, all of the feels, motherhood and fatherhood, I'm, I'm guessing, brings to you that are very parallel. 
and they were for me for a time about 40 years later in my life. I was a team manager and I managed a team of five people and a real estate team. And one Saturday morning, I remember like it was yesterday, I got called into the office and our team leader decided we weren't going to do this anymore right then and there. And he says, and I'm leaving you with the team. Oh, holy cow. I, I, I just, all of a sudden, I had three ladies that were professionals, but that depended on his leadership. Now they're going to depend on me. Now I am the one that has to produce the business, has to lead them and train them. And it all sits on my shoulders. And I just gulped and I says, okay. Uh, what else are you going to say? Like becoming a parent, you just says, okay, I'm here. What do I do next? I, and again, I went through, I don't know what to do. I hate this. I don't know why I chose this. Why didn't I just walk away? All of the feels. And as just as what when I was a mother, I had three kids. And so with each succeeding child, I got better at it. I got I knew what to expect. And I adopted the identity of a mother. And whereas before I was a lady that had a baby. And by the third time around, I was a mother. I loved it. It was the best gig I ever had in my life. As far as leading a team, I went through the same thing. I'm not a leader. I'm just here to help you guys succeed. Oh, wow. So what do you guys think? Have you ever run into an accidental leader that refuses to admit they're a leader? And if you did, what problems did you see that causing them? That's a, that's a great question. Mm -hmm. so, so you're asking, have we ever met someone who was in a leadership role, but didn't want it or didn't admit to being the actual leader? Let, let's say somebody has started a business. Okay. And they start out small and maybe they have one person, maybe their wife, maybe somebody that, that helps them out with the books and stuff like that. And all of a sudden they start growing. Mm -hmm. So they hire somebody else, but they're still very involved on the day-to-day -day stuff in their business. And they don't see themselves as a leader. They see themselves as a partner with these people and making this business happen. Sure. So their mindset is, I'm not really a leader. I just have to run the business. So I have but, to do the leadership stuff sometime. Isn't that almost the definition of a servant leader? You know, leading people who don't know they're being led. And this person may not consciously see themselves as a leader, but they're leading people. I've always felt that every organization, although they have managers and CEOs and presidents, there's always the unofficial leaders within the, the people that have the, the charisma and uh, the wherewithal that staff will always go to. It may not be the actual titled CEO or manager, but there is that there is that leader on staff. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I think I, I, a servant leader by definition, is a leader. Yeah, leading people who don't know they're being led. But, but, that's, but it's, the it's, leader is right. the one that I'm talking about, not the people that they're leading. No, I got you. Yeah. Uh, go, ahead, go ahead, Jeff. My experience ha hasn't been to answer your question, Myra. Hasn't people that didn't know they were leaders, it, it's been the, maybe the opposite side of that same coin. They're, they knew they were leaders, but they had no idea what to do. Maybe being a first-time or first-time parent, father or mother, 
that, okay, now I'm a parent. Now I'm a leader. Now what? Now what do I do? I, I run into that a lot. In fact, I went through it the very first time I, I became a leader. Okay, I, they hired me. I have these responsibilities and these direct reports. Now what do I do? Just like when I became a parent, I, I didn't think of the leadership aspects or the, the parenting aspects. I mean, we're married and we love each other and we want to have kids. And, oh, look, we're going to have a kid. <laughs> and then the kids showed up and it's like, oh, cool, we're parents. Now what? Well, there wasn't any. I was waiting for the manual. Well, there, I, I was going to say there wasn't any forethought, but there was forethought. <laughs> not really any intentional. Okay, when the baby shows up, this is what we're going to do next. I thought the manual came out right after the placenta. <laughs> there was no manual. That's not how it works. Not how waiting, it works. Right? I'm still waiting. 32 years later, I'm still waiting. <laughs> But we, yeah. we all know parents, and we're using that analogy, that never uh, assume that role of leadership. For whatever reason, they sure. leave or they just don't take the responsibility. And what this is talking about here is the first step is the mindset that you are a leader, adopting the identity of a leader, adopting the identity of a parent. And it can be servant leader. It can be upfront leader, whatever. It's still, you have to, an identity that you have to adopt. See, there's so the many, identity, for me, my, yeah, go, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Sam. Oh, I appreciate it. With the identity, it's a piece that is understanding and appreciating the responsibility. And you may say, I'm responsible for keeping this human alive. That, and that's your baseline. Okay, that's probably what you're going to do. As a leader of, of other adults, my job is to make sure we get the job done. I don't care if you're happy. I don't care if you do anything besides show up and do your work. So that's the kind of leader you'll be there. And the more responsibility that one accepts for their people, whether it's the ones they produce or the ones they work with, the more intentional the role of the leader becomes. So that high touch, high contact, high responsibility is going to be a very active, engaged leader or parent in this example. Also, if you're going to, if you're going to promote someone to a leadership position, there needs to be the support and the buy-in. And I've had staff members who did the role of a leader and I eventually made them leaders, you know, by in title, but the, those staff, I always felt my job was to create leaders for their next position. And by them doing leadership things, they're being that leader. So when it came time to put them in the, an actual leadership position, they were already sold and bought in mm -hmm. uh, to actually just throw somebody into leadership without any support and without any guidelines is incredibly risky. And, and it's most likely to fail. Especially mm -hmm. if they don't see themselves as a leader. Correct. If, if right. they don't, if they don't adopt that identity. And the point I'm trying to get here to is if you don't adopt the identity and you own it and you wear it, how are you going to take your people or your kids yeah. or anybody that yep. is following yep. you to the next level? Yep. I, I had a friend who was, I had a friend who was part of the staff who was made the, the director. And when I talked to her, she says, I said, how are you doing? And she said, when we used to go out and talk about the executive director at lunch, and I go, yeah. And she goes, now they're doing that to me. To promote from within is also tough on that person that you're promoting. Because you're taking one of them to leading them. Yeah, there's, and that's another whole subject on how to find your leaders. We could go on for a whole podcast on that. Yeah, and that, that you're absolutely right, Myra. This is a huge topic. And the comparisons to parenting and the leadership responsibilities of a parent, 
<clears throat> excuse me, and the leadership responsibilities in an organization. There's there are some similarities, but there are a whole bunch of differences as well, and it dovetails to what Sam was talking about responsibility. If somebody um, becomes a leader and they have to take on that, or like what you were talking about, Myra, that perception that they see themselves as a leader, well, what does that mean to them individually? And how does it relate to the culture that's already in the organization? Or, or if, if they decided to start a business, what kind of culture are they trying to create? There, there's so many different avenues here about, about leadership that we could go down. We can do two or three, <laughs> two or three seasons on, on leadership, right? <laughs> so I guess if, if you had to start somewhere, you could say, how do I know if I'm a leader? How do I know? that I am leading people. I'm going to throw some suggestions and you guys chime in with anything else or you can put me down if you want. But I'm going to say if you are helping people be better, if something in your job, your day-to-day life, you're helping people be better, you're a leader. If you are helping people fulfill their dreams or dream bigger, you're a leader. Or if you have people that are depending on you, you're a leader. Idle or not. If you, and the bottom line is if you turn around and look behind you and there's people following you, you're a leader. As opposed to, <laughs> I'm their leader. Which way did they go? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We've all had that. It's interesting, yeah. Myra, because this topic, I one of my, my coaching clients right now is the, that's one of our regular conversations is, how are you leading? What are you doing to be the leader on your team? Even though they are not the leader in title, they're the leader by proxy because the the team says you're the one that we trust. And so when that's the case, even if you don't have the title, like Conroy said, you are the leader because you're helping your team navigate the day-to-day basics. Exactly what you just said, Myra, trying to be better, trying to do the best that they can trying to make sure that that people are working within their mission or thinking bigger. Like my client's a little reluctant to be that position because it's scary. But at the same time, there's an excitement that goes, oh my gosh, this is, I guess I am a leader. So coming to that realization, just coming to the realization alone, now what are you going to do with that? How are you going to affect your team in a positive way? What can you do for them to help them along this journey? And so it's just fascinating because that person, that client is not a a parent. So they don't have that experience to to draw from. Whereas most of us, I think all of us are parents. Uh, But oh my gosh, yeah. Anybody can lead as long as you're helping people do things bigger, better and helping them along the journey. I mean, that's just it. So what you're saying, Geoff, is you don't have to be born a leader. You don't have to be a born leader to lead. Correct. Yeah. It's a developable Developable is that a word? Developable skill. It is now. Put it down. It's in the dictionary. Right. Yeah. It's in the dictionary. It's on a podcast. It's official. Uh, it's now canon. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. You can. Anybody can develop the skills of a leader, uh, and people will lead in different ways. There's the quiet leader. There's the big boisterous, sis boom ba leaders. You've got all types of different leadership styles, but the basics are: you helping the people around you. Are you helping people be better? And I'm going to agree with you to a point. I don't think there are, I, I personally, I don't think there's a natural born leader, but I think there are people with charisma that people are drawn to. And I think those are the real leaders 
that it, so that, when we say that, yeah, there's CEOs and presidents and managers on staff, but there's always that unofficial leader. It's that leader that's got that charisma that people are drawn to. So I think part of being a leader is you got to have the something that people will seek you out. So Conroy is the is the charisma. Can you develop charisma, or is that no. something you're born with? I think charisma is you're born with. But I think I, I agree with Jeff. I think leadership skills are taught. I think leadership skills are experience. I think leaderships. I think leadership skills are, are taught over time. That's why I have issue with people doing leadership things who have never really led people. But you got to trial and error on yourself before you can tell other people how to do things. Well, to that point, the the high charisma, very bombastic kind of personality. Yeah, you better have the leadership skills to back it up because if you got vacuousness, you don't have the skills. All flash and bang. Yeah, you yeah. know it's really great on a stage, but garbage in a meeting. Yeah, I love garbage. So even though if you have this big personality, you are the Pied Piper reincarnated. Even if you don't have that playing small saying i'm not a natural born leader or i i can't i don't want to be a leader i just want to be a player along with my team i have to lead on occasion mm-hmm. that doesn't serve anybody it doesn't serve you it doesn't serve your team and it isn't good for growth no but your mm-hmm. team sees something in you i mean right, they're, right. they're they're drawn to you for some reason and if they're drawn to you that's all the more reason to start stepping into the role of leader. Correct. And not hiding from it, I guess is what I'm saying. Right. Yeah. So you with apologies to Jeff Foxworthy. If you're in a meeting and somebody asks a question and everybody looks at you, you might be a leader. You're the leader. You might be a leader. <laughs> exactly. I love that. Very, you might be very a leader. good. Right. So what what would your advice be to people that find themselves in this position? They're not in they don't feel like they're a natural born leader. But all of a sudden, they're put in a leadership position and they're having a real struggle trying to go forward. Mm -hmm. I know what I did. I lasted about six weeks and I was ready to walk out. If it wasn't my sense of responsibility, I was going to give it all up. And that is when I hired myself a coach. Mm -hmm. And that was the best thing I ever did. Why? What did that do for you, Myra? What that did for me is help me, first of all, accept the responsibility, accept the fact that I was a leader. And then next was to accept the fact that I didn't know what I was doing. And it was going to take trial and after trial and that my coach was there to help me to get Mm -hmm. through it. Mm -hmm. And I'm telling you, within six months, things turned around. Right. I started believing in myself. And when I started believing in myself, then my team stepped right up. And we that next year, we tripled our business because of that. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah, it was pretty cool. And it wasn't like I stepped into this big ego machine because that wasn't part of it. But that's one of the reasons I became a coach is because I saw what my coach was able to do for me. And I wanted to do that for other people. Mm -hmm. Yep. So I would say right off the bat, getting a coach would be probably number one. And then start reading and surround yourself with people who are leaders. I mean, you know, people that you trust, that you respect, that you can bounce ideas off of. And there's Mm -hmm. plenty of groups either online or in person in your town, wherever you are in Eastern Oregon listener or New Zealand. (laughs) (laughs) New Zealand. (laughs) Yeah. Surround yourself with good people. Like it's, 
If you're the yep. sum of the five people you spend the most time around, I want to be around yep. people that are better than I got to right. up my game that way. Yep. I agree with that. Totally, Those are the three things you need to do right away. It's not a one, two, three thing. Those three things are number one and you need to do them. right. And, and this has been, we're going a little bit over time here, so we need to wrap it up, but I would like to, uh, I can't remember who said this and you guys, maybe you can remember, but you are the sum total of the five people that you hang out with the most and you start taking on that identity. So Get around leaders. If you're an accidental leader or if you're wanting to become a leader, get around people that are who you want to be and get yourself a coach, whether it's one of us or or of somebody that you have faith in that is a leader. We would be happy to help. Just reach out to us at ask us at leadership. BS.co. <laughs> Napoleon Hill said that. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Well, he was writing on a lot of things. You're welcome. I think he was from I think he was from Eastern Oregon too. Oh, was he? Okay. Again, that's ask us at leadershipbs.co. We any one of us would be happy just to talk to you to see if coaching is something that would benefit you. Mm-hmm. So with that said, I'm going to say sign off for today and um, hope you will turn it tune into us again next week. Bye bye now. Better book. Bye. Bye, everybody. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the No Leadership BS podcast. If you have any stories, questions, or comments you would like to share with us, please email us at askus at leadershipbs.co. That's askus at leadershipbs.co. If we use your email questions or comments, you will win a DISC behavioral assessment and debrief with one of our highly trained podcast teammates. And last but not least, don't forget to give us a five-star review so we can reach more people. Thank you so much, and tune in next time. We'll see you then.